here again. Yeah. So it's been a while, hasn't it? It has been a little while, actually. Yeah. Quite like this. Nice, comfy sofa. Good conversation. Yeah. What more can you ask? I think last time we were here, it was absolutely hosing it down outside. I think <laughs> yeah, all of our other so podcasts have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost felt like there should have been a little fire going in the corner. Yeah. Well, there wasn't. We can always work on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think today let's discuss. And I've obviously just come back from Tampa, done the Pro Paddle League. Uh, I went for the final weekend. And let's discuss it. I think it'd be great to discuss that event a little bit about american paddle and, and how it's growing in in north america and almost compare it to things in the uk it's been a little while since we've talked about paddle in the uk so it'd mm -hmm. be quite nice to draw those draw those lines yeah perfect uh, how's that sound yeah no, that sounds good so you've just come back from the us where you're at the ppl finals weren't you how was mm. it how was it it was an interesting format because it was it was over six weeks and they basically had, you were allowed two international players and then the rest of the team needed to be from the US. Now you could have six or seven in your team, but they played a, a men's match, a women's match, like a double, men's doubles, women's doubles, and then a mixed doubles as a decider if it was, if it was one game all. And it really was, I would say, they've had the World Paddle Tour in Miami before, but I, I would say this was the kind of main exposure for paddle within the US like as a, as a US competition this was probably their first um, big, you know big example of a, of a competition and I think it, it was great for the sport you, not only do you have a few celebrities like Daddy Yankee and, and Juan Martin Del Potro and all the, these guys involved in the teams but it, it kind of put a spotlight on sport on paddle specifically as a sport in the US and so I, th I think it will do wonders for for paddle in, in that region. Given where the sport is at in the US, it needs these kind of events, doesn't it, to raise that awareness, to, to get the sport going? Definitely. I mean, look at pickleball. Pickleball is, you know, has exploded in, in, you know, and only the US could grow a sport like that, really. I mean, the sport isn't played that much around the world, but uh, pickleball, but in the US, it's it's You've got like celebrities got, buying yeah, teams and, and a team, and I mean, it's it was it's ridiculous, you yeah. know. And they're you know they're doing a similar draft uh, system there, and and the the guys were telling me that a pickleball team was bought for, or, or now that the sale price for those is like seven or eight million, and, and I was like, <laughs> how is that even possible? And and what they do actually, it's quite interesting, but they they bring in a celebrity like LeBron James or Jamie Fox into the team and they say right we'll give you equity in that team and then suddenly the value of that team is so high because of the celebrity that it's attached yeah. to and it explodes the sport i mean the pickleball is is massive there it, to the point that everyone knows it and you go over there talking about paddle and, and they say padel um and and uh, well i'll explain why they do that but in a second but they don't know paddle yet because not because, but pickleball is so big and, and paddle is so small comparatively in the US yeah. that um, it's going to take time to, to close that gap. And, and part of the reason they say padel instead of paddle is because they have already a sport called paddle tennis, which yeah. is like platform tennis. So to avoid confusion, they, they pronounce it padel and it, it yeah. sounds more, you know, sounds more exciting. I've actually had that experience of talking to someone about paddle and we've had a whole conversation about it. And <laughs> yeah. then you go, yeah, yeah, I'll just show you this video of it online. And then it's yeah. a completely different sport. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, that's, that's not what I was talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah. So. Well, you, like, you do that when you're in the US, you just say, <laughs> I just want to check we're talking about the same, the same game here. But events like this is, 
is only going to to push push the sport and it's such a massive country that even if you know every week there were three or four new clubs around the country that they they could be so far from each other it, it would be like you know two european countries building you know clubs and so it, it will take time to to develop in in such a big country and also it's not it's not like pickleball where you can just set up a net and off you go. You, yeah. you need the infrastructure, the groundworks, you know, the court needs to be manufactured and then shipped and installed. It's, uh, it's, it's a more expensive process. So understandably, it takes a little bit more time to grow. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, so, you know, obviously the PPL was a, was a league. What are your thoughts on, you know, paddle is, is a new sport. What are your thoughts on like paddle almost becoming more pushing more leagues so actually playing like these kind of league style of of, of paddle do you think it's it's good for the sport i, I compare it to say tennis where they have like a, a davis cup but they only do it maybe once a year but what are your thoughts on with paddle you you have a new sport a new chance to push leagues and have more of these team competitions do you think that'd be something the sport should look into rather than just having individual competitions for pairs i think i, I think all sports should probably lean into that. I mean, if you look at tennis, you know, obviously the Davis Cup has a long, and Fed Cup have a long tradition. And, you know, recently, the last couple of years, we've been doing this Battle of the Brits where it's a team. And they did uh, that international, like, tennis Premier League kind yeah. of setup, which is, is similar. And um, they did their version of, like, the Ryder Cup. Do you remember? Like, yeah, with, yeah. Um, what, uh, the Labour Cup. Labor yeah, Cup, Labor yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the idea of team competitions lends itself really well for for viewers and and people that are engaged in the sport, and I think that the same will will happen with paddle. I mean, at the same time in Dubai, they had that um, the World Paddle League where a lot of the top pros uh, would play in that event, and I think I think it's a great format because you know lots of people are involved in the team. First of all, you get really like buzzing atmosphere. I mean. At the Pro Paddle League, the the team I was so impressed with the team owners because you know, they a lot of them own the team in in whichever city that the, the team is from, and probably they've played a bit of paddle, but they're mainly sports enthusiasts really. Like they they love the game and they got so into the matches. Yeah, I mean like screaming up and down, like shouting on the side, like like really going for it, and and it reminded me so much of. My experience with college tennis and i look back at my tennis days and like i love that that was my favorite tennis experience you know going from college tennis where you go travel a team of eight of you you get behind each of the players you really you know push push each other to to, to play well and to succeed and then going from that and then playing on the tour where you're traveling on it's your own from, it? oh it was it was night and day and it was really it was really tough it's a tough journey. Well, you, you know, I'm, I'm preaching preaching the choir here, but I mean, it's a tough journey that tennis journey on your own, airport, hotel, practice courts, match. Like it's, yeah, like you say, it's, it's night and day, isn't it? It's yeah, on the tour, mm. you're on your own mm. in, a, in a team competition. You've got that yeah. team behind you. I mean, what what are your thoughts on? So paddle is obviously very young in the US. T tennis has been established, and there's a college system, and there's you know kind of structures in place. Do you think that? paddle will go that way or do you think it's going to it's a, a long a long way away from that yeah i, I mean it's difficult and you, you we're in in the uk as well another very traditional tennis country and it's you know we, there are so many courts so many players and and there's a there's a mentality around tennis particularly as the us and the uk are 
are countries that have a Grand Slam, right? The yeah. US Open, Wimbledon, you know, there's a big... Uh, we, I went to the USTA kind of national campus and yeah. it was amazing. I mean, I think they had, and, and I don't want to be <laughs> misquoted here because I'm not sure, but I think they had something like 34 tennis courts or something like wow. that. And they had um, four paddle and and a handful of, of pickleball now as well. You, you kind of looked around and you thought, they'll never, like paddle and pickleball, it, it will be really difficult to overtake, not, not that they need to, but it'd be very difficult to overtake that tradition. And, you know, right now in, in the UK, we're, you know, Queen season, Wimbledon, the grass court, you know, the, the buzz around those events is is huge. And you go to Wimbledon, we've been many times, you, you look around and, and, you know, the ground, the ground passes, uh, they're packed, everywhere is packed, like so many people. But then I went to the premiere at Roland Garros and, and it's kind of empty because it's such a massive place that they're trying to fill and Paddle's just not there yet. It, it may get there in, in, in the future, but yeah, right now it's 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 got a bit of growth, I think, before that happens. Yeah, and how do you compare it to, we're obviously in the UK, and I feel like a lot of the time, maybe because it's English speaking, that the US and the UK are always compared, I think. We're probably, I think the UK is probably a bit further ahead than, than the US, but we're still mm. in very early stages. What are your thoughts on the UK, you know, what, in terms of compared to the US? I think it, you know, similar, we say similar, but, you know, one... The US is, yeah, is a huge. monster, right? It's it's a monster of a country. It's yeah. absolutely massive. And they do sport so well. Like they you know, they they everything about them and going back to this 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 PPL, I mean the branding was on point. They had CBS come and cover it. I think there was also like the tennis channel that, that covered it. The the, the sponsors were there. It, it was just a really you know, the location was a little bit in the sticks, but it was just set up like a really good event yeah. and and everything you know the quality of the courts the quality of the the venue accommodation on site like the, the us from my experience of college tennis as well was they're just so good with sport they do sport really really well and the game is going to grow over there it's the, the difficulty is it's a massive country and they've got you know i, I say competition with pickleball but you know it, it will take time i think the uk is another sport hungry country but we have different different difficulties you know we're a small country with a yeah. big population we have you know protected green belt areas we have councils and and tennis federations that are quite uh, not federations sorry tennis committees that are quite kind of difficult to persuade into a new sport and well you know, a very traditional tennis you know here like Wimbledon's coming up and even already everyone's talking about the two weeks of Wimbledon it's really yeah. difficult to get well, look at you know that our local paddle club has five grass courts that are used for nine or ten weeks of the year. We've got three paddle courts that have been oversubscribed, and they've now stopped you know any more members from joining the club because there's so many. Yet the tennis side, we go there, and the majority of the tennis courts are empty. Yeah, you know, and it's and they've got a tennis committee that are now saying, well, we can't take out another grass court because grass is our traditional game. Yeah, you think, you think it's it's crazy. Like the the the, the club itself is not generating a lot of money, and you're stopping new paddle members from joining the club because you know you haven't got that space. But they've got yeah five grass courts and then another nine or ten multi-surface tennis courts and you think 
if you want to thrive as a club, you need mm. to take out one or two of those tennis courts and 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 build, you know, and lean into the sport that is growing and growing. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of tennis clubs in the UK, not going to go off on a tangent here, but are committee based, whereas paddle clubs that are emerging here are private businesses, aren't they? So that in itself will probably lend to you know decision making being slightly different i think mm. like commit when it's committee based you know there isn't always that thinking of oh what's going to bring in the most the most kind of money or what's what's financially the best mm. thing here i think whereas private businesses are probably going to be thinking you know how can we get you know more people on courts how can we get you know more people playing so I th- hopefully that will help to grow the sport a bit a bit quicker yeah and we've said this all along really haven't we that you know joining with the LTA so the the, the british federation in tennis is great because it exposes so many tennis clubs to paddle and and so they see what paddle is and they're putting in one or two paddle courts and 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 there's good organic growth you know because the country is is exposing itself to paddle but the real growth will happen with private investment you know like the rocket paddle guys down in bristol you know building a a 14 court club without tennis as a standalone club and and I think those are the type of clubs that will really grow the game and and you know speaking to a lot of them I, I think it's it's early days it's such early days in the UK everyone is talking about oh my god the sport has exploded and it's it's not exploded yet I mean we're, we're only less than 250 courts and yeah. so we're, we're you know the, the the next four or five years it will explode but right now it's you know, there's a lot of development work to do, a lot of, you know, awareness, explaining to people how to play, how to have fun, how to enjoy the game and, and then work on, you know, building a coach network, building frameworks for the programs and it will come, but it's it's early, early. So what were your general thoughts about the level of play at PPL? Yeah, I think the, the format itself, and if I look at college, right, and, and I'll take our college team, for example. College tennis. College tennis, yeah. yeah. We had um, eight players on our team, and we had seven of them were international. So, like myself, they came over with a tennis scholarship, and we, we played on that team. We had one or two um, Americans, but, you know, obviously, this is a very, it's a diff- different ball game at the moment, because there were, you know, thousands and thousands of, of colleges, and, and right now, it was the reverse with the PPL, in that they only had two internationals, and they really needed, if they did it properly, they needed one female international and one male international, and then the rest of the team was from the US. Well, US, Mexico and and Canada. And so um, the level that came over, bearing in mind these players had to commit for six weeks, which is not easy, right? You're not going to get someone from the tour coming because they can't commit that amount of time. So you're going to have ex-tour players or or players that are maybe coaching or or doing, doing something else but still play to a very good level. And so I think the international players were... Probably as I would expect, you had Seba Narone and, and from the lady at Marta Marrero and, and um, Anna Cortelez and, and some, some good players that, that came across as the internationals. And I think the US probably have a, a bit like the UK, have a, a handful of good tennis players that have converted and, and I would say converted relatively recently. They're players that have been converting in the last few years. And so... I think it was relatively strong for the US. I mean, well, very strong f- for the US, um, but probably not, you know, you, you would say that it was maybe 
like a a FIP rise or um, you know first round of a, a pre qualifying for the World Paddle Tour. I mean, the 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 level was is so difficult. It just takes time to yeah. to get to a good level, and we're seeing this in the UK now. Like a lot of our British players are are training and, and playing in Spain because there are so many good players for them to to train and play with. And I feel like this is a little bit the same in the US. There will be lots and lots of good players but right now we're you know in the same place in that we're trying to convert tennis players and it's, it's just it's just going to to take time i i really find that format interesting because the world paddle league which happened in dubai was obviously the top pros so you have you know alejandro salazar and Gemma Tria, and and on, on the men's side you know that the top men like you know galan teo all, all those guys yeah. that, that are playing that and so they played mixed doubles in that, but it was part of the rules that they were not allowed to smash at the ladies. Okay. Because it gets dangerous, right? Because if they hit a fast, aggressive smash, you, you know, at the ladies, that you can really, you can really hurt them. And I think their rules are, again, don't quote me, but I think their rules were it's a let the first time you do it, and then a point penalty the second time you do it. Okay. This is in, in Dubai, in, the, yeah, in yeah. At the, the top, top level. At this level, it was quite interesting because the ladies were, were probably comparatively or relatively a bit stronger. Um, and so, and the men weren't quite at that level. So they didn't have those rules in place. So they, they played the mixed, but it was, they were, they were good games of mixed. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of like putting people in the fridge. They, they still were attacking and they still were playing, but you know to be fair that the, the women really held their own and um you know the the british player tia norton she was there and she you know she played some great paddle um well throughout the trip but also while, while i was there for the weekend and um you know they their team ended up winning the competition overall but it was kind of interesting i think that level given the exposure will will jump even even in one or two years it will it will really jump but yeah. how how do america like you know, we talk about our players in the UK. We go to Spain. It's it's not a long long way to go. Do do American players for them to find that that level of of play to improve their level? Are they, like it's a long way for them to come to Spain. So I mean, do you think they can do it within their own country? Because you know, we talk about it all the time. To improve your level, you have to go and find those those mm. better players. I mean, for us, it's it's a, it's a short trip. But for for those guys, it's it's not. Do you think that they're they're going to have to sort of come over to Spain and maybe? sort of live out here to, to train to get that level? I mean, I, I think it's it's difficult to get to a high level without having, you know, being submersed in that kind of environment, really. Um, they they probably have got a not bad level, I would say, in, in Mexico. Like, in Mexico is a, is a decent level. And then, then South America, you know, Argentina, Brazil, it's, strong, it's a strong level. But Spain is, is probably the... The, the best at, at the moment and while I was in the PPL I spoke to Tim Brown who was on the Australian team and I was saying well how do you improve your level because I mean at least the US is it's maybe seven or eight more six hour flight to Spain but Australia is is yeah. a really long way and um, you know and what he's doing is he came for the PPL and he's staying for a period of three or four months going to, to Europe playing some tournaments doing yeah. some training and I think if you don't do that, I just think it's very difficult. It's it's a little bit like when we travel around the UK and we, we go to clubs and, 
you know, now we're, we're starting to develop tiers of Division One and, and all of this that, that people are playing. And, and it's tennis players that are playing against each other. So they're just playing, you know, super fast and, and they haven't been exposed to that paddle level. So the game is developing in a different way. And if you look at the Australian players, it's, it's the same. Like very good tennis players converted to paddle. They're playing the only way that they know how. And so it's, it's very difficult unless you are you know, in that environment. And so I think right now, if you want to get good players, get good competition, then go go to Spain. And and I think a big one is the coaches. Like, because I think the coaches, like, like you've experienced in Madrid recently, you see what the players are doing, you see what the coaches are doing, and you're learning from it. And it's not it's not because the coaches are always doing things right. Like, it's, it's actually, you know, I think they've probably got a fair way to go, the coaches there, but you are learning and you're bringing that back to the UK or Australia or US or wherever you're going. And, and so I think it's not only important for players, but it's also important for coaches to develop and, and see how the game is played at that level. Because, you know, a coach in Australia, for example, might be teaching players to play really fast and because that's how they're going to beat someone else. But actually, you know, maybe what they might be suggesting if they'd have gone to Spain is how to slow the game down, how to use logs, how to use chiquitas, how to to, to get more paddle into that game. So, um, yeah, I think going to Spain and, and other strong paddle playing countries and now you've got Italy and Portugal and, and France to some extent as well that, you know, have that. So, yeah, I think yeah, it's important. Yeah, absolutely. I think as well for, for coaches especially who have come from tennis, you, like you're saying, a lot of tennis players are converting to paddle and to actually go over to Spain and to, to learn and to play, I think is really important because I think a lot of Spanish coaches have just done paddle from the start. And actually there's, there's a certain technique to teaching tennis players how to convert to paddle. So if, you've, mm. if you're a tennis coach and you're transitioning to paddle, to go over there and actually go through that process yourself means that when you're teaching someone to convert, like you, you have first-hand mm. experience, and I think that's probably where paddle-only coaches don't don't have that that understanding. Mm. So yeah, completely agree. If you get that learning in, it's it will be benefit. I mean, my my experience when going to Spain was, and and I've worked with some fantastic coaches there. Is go and experience what they do, and and experience how they explain it, or or the drills that they do in, in the settings that they do them. And there's probably a very good reason why they do them like that with the, the players that they've come up. But but when I bring that back to the UK or to, to players or, you know, when we started working, it it's a different context. You know, they, they aren't having a, a tennis player who was 400 in the world that's now playing their first day of paddle that they, they don't they don't experience that in yeah. Spain. So they're, they're different lessons. So it's it's almost like taking what you learn from that, but then using your your previous coaching background and the way you like to coach to develop as a coach. And I think that that's that's really important. So circling back to where we started with PPL and the mm. US, the future is bright for paddle in the US. Do you think? Definitely, definitely. And and events like this are, are fantastic. You know, you've got your your celebrities promoting it. You've got your US paddle players who have probably been pursuing the game for the last few years that are now thinking, wow, it's, you know, the, the game is starting to get momentum. I'm going to focus more on paddle and train harder. And, and you've got your, your people that see this thinking there's potential in building clubs and there's a, you know, a possibility for revenue. So they're building more clubs. There's more people playing. Kids are getting involved in the game. And, and so 
it, it'll snowball and, and I have no doubt that the game will grow over there like it will here and it, it's funny because and I, I'm all I feel like I'm always saying this but it, it's right at the start it's right at the start I mean the amount of conversation the other day someone said to me well I think um, you know I wonder if it's going to plateau plateau soon in the UK and I said we, we're not even started <laughs> like yeah. comparatively all the other European countries have three or four thousand courts we're at 250 we, we've just got a very enthusiastic media and a very enthusiastic group of people that are playing it here that are talking a lot lot about it but we need some enthusiastic we court builders start it yeah well well we've got those we just we just need some enthusiastic councils and like government yeah. you know officials that can help kind yeah. of help that procedure but so if you know any just... <laughs> yeah if you know any yeah info at the paddle school.com yeah. um but yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely is bright. And, and they did a great job at PPL, and I have no doubt that you know, their next edition and the next one will, will be even bigger. So I feel like this is one of those podcasts we're going to look back on in a few years and say, heard it here first. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> no. no, I think we'll look back and say, you know, in a few years when it's, it's grown a lot, and we can say, yep, yeah, we definitely. called it. We, we called it, yeah, we noticed. I mean, the, yeah, the sport is 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 on its way up and and you know the us if they get hold of it properly and do what they normally do with sport then yeah the sky's the limit nice well it was nice to be back on on the podcast sofa yeah wasn't it <laughs> podcast <laughs> sofa. yeah yeah we'll, we'll do another like one you. won't we soon mm, mm. yeah 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 got some events coming up and yeah and and well i'm i'm back in the us and you know shortly i'm gonna be going to la and then um, St. Martin and then Chicago and, and just seeing Philadelphia and then seeing what all, you know how it's going to take shape. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, we'll chat to you after that then. Well, look forward to it.